On the Record with White House Correspondent April Ryan. This is April Ryan, and this week we're talking about sexual harassment. We're talking with actresses Kathy Jimmy as well as Marissa Tomei. Also, take a listen to Anita McBride, the former Chief of Staff for former First Lady Laura Bush. She goes in on the Trump administration. This is On the Record. Actress Marissa Torme, who is very enlightened, I'm standing here talking to you at the Women in Media Center. You're here tonight. Why did you come, Marissa? Well, you were getting an award. That's one of the reasons I came. Oh, I, <laughs> I came because this moment in history, in her story, is, uh, it feels like a turning point. There's been a lot of um, purging, and um, I felt very depressed a couple of weeks ago with all the Weinstein stuff coming out but also very hopeful with many of the people in power who had been mistreating people coming down. And so there also felt a light, there was a lightness that my body felt, but I was also depressed. So I had these two things going on and I wanted to be in a community that, um, that we could just look into each other's eyes and go, this moment is happening. Let's, let's take it in. Let's acknowledge the victories and um, and also feel the pain of what, what's been going on for all these years. Is this a time of activism for you? Well, I think it's always a time of activism. For me, well, I would not say more so now than before for me, but, but maybe I, I do feel inspired by so many other women speaking out and I myself have uh, I get I I'm scared I'm scared to speak extemporaneously I I um I mean I'm not holding anything back right now in light of all these Hollywood allegations but um I I've been trained there's an internal dialogue that keeps me from uh, speaking very freely and very articulately and um goes beyond shy <laughs> it's a little bit of a muzzle so I, I I like to put myself in places where I can see other women feel safe feel safe and see them speaking freely and be inspired and, and hopefully step up to the plate like they are you're awesome so Kathy and Jimmy yeah, that's our wow I mean this was an amazing night amazing night why are you here and, and what do you think about this year particularly this moment um it was supposed to be the year of the woman, but it is actually the year of the woman in a different way. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm here since I was at the very first Women's Media Center Award, uh, which was about 30 people in a, in a house in Santa Monica, I think. But um, I'm here because, uh, you know, any chance that I can get to speak up for women, equality and compassion. Like right now, I feel like it's a... I was so happy to see Hillary. I, every time I see her, I'm so happy to see her. But tonight, I was really sad for the first time in a very big way that that's what we could have had. We've been so fu- uh, busy fighting that I took, took a moment to grieve tonight, which I think was really cleansing. But I think what I'm all about for this next couple of months is uh, a conversation between us, our group, and by our group, you know who I mean, like the Freedom Fighters and the Equality Fighters, between us, really, so that we stop condemning each other and um, pointing fingers at each other and boycotting each other and unite the way that the right unites. They unite under a sort of a patriarchal hate, and we unite under uh, supporting women and liberation, and I, I, I think... For this next couple of months, it's going to be about inspiring women to not uh, pick on each 
each other, but to understand, educate, and have conversations because we need to, more than ever, have each other's back and to be united. And I feel like we're, I think one of the reasons Trump won is because we split ourselves up. So that's where I am right now. So ladies, both of you, nine months after the inauguration, you're still hurting. I was speaking more to the Hollywood stuff and the, yeah. and the... But still not, I mean, yeah. it's come out more so maybe because of the atmosphere right. and people are calling it out. Right. You know, I mean, nine months later, there's so many different things that are happening that we never thought we'd see. People are standing up, people are speaking out, but because we have heard a lot of things from on high, correct? Right. That, that you're saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense, and then you're calling out that and calling out others, right? Well, nothing is really different because we've known for ages and ages that men harass, abuse, and rape. Um, and so I'm not surprised. What I really am is proud of the women who are now standing up and saying, this happened to me and enough's enough. I'm going to hold hands with my sisters and make a wall and use our voices. But I'm not surprised about the harassment. We, I mean, every third man we come in contact has done that. <laughs> I wasn't surprised about Harvey Weinstein. I I, I feel more like, oh, I guess that thing happened to me that I didn't realize was uh, maybe not, not, not so cool. I, I mean, it's nothing as extreme as uh, some of the more very, very serious allegations, but just the internalized uh, way of moving through the world. So the actor's couch is real, what you're saying? The woman's couch but the, yeah, the Walmart couch and the Target couch and the and the bank teller couch and the and the and the, and the lawyer couch. It doesn't matter what arena that you're working in. Women are harassed. Women are abused and women are raped. Women, wives of rich men, rich white men, rich black men. You know, so, so it's really not Hollywood. The reason that we're hearing about it is because women in Hollywood have a voice that people want to hear because they're famous, which is fantastic. Any way the word can be spread and the abuse can stop, to me, is brilliant. But I'm not surprised. I, we all knew men were doing this to everybody. I'm April Ryan, and this is On the Record. Moving on, we had a chance to talk to Anita McBride, the former chief of staff for Republican First Lady Laura Bush. She talks about the challenging times with this Republican president. These are challenging times. It's challenging times in politics. But I think, and I'm also the faculty advisor for the college Republicans at American University. And they're, and they're hungry to understand and be rooted in what the principles of the party are and that's our challenge now and I I feel and I've told them look this is a good time for a young person to be a Republican because you're gonna help redefine and define what the party should be and get back to our roots and get back to the basics and we're for a strong defense a strong economy and liberty this is easy and, and it's, it is a challenging time, but we've got work to do. So one thing that we're hearing now, people are saying, oh, now you appreciate President Bush. I mean, yeah. versus now. What do you say to that? I mean, you were, you played an integral role in right. the Bush administration. What, right. do you, what do you say to those people saying things like well, that? Well, I feel, so I come at this from a position of perspective because, of course, I was a young campaign volunteer in 1980 for Ronald Reagan. That's what brought me to Washington. That was the first presidency I worked under. And then under President Bush 41, then again Bush 43. So you really do sort of understand the arc of history. You see the characters 
of the men who held the role that was my example, um, deeply patriotic, not always popular, um, but really their primary focus was always the country and what's best for the country. And so I, I say um, to people who say President Bush is looking pretty good right now, I think he looked good back then um, because he didn't care about popularity, he cared about doing what was right and protecting the country. But he also said, and, and I do believe this, that there's a long view of history. And you remember, April, he would say, they're still writing about the first George W. They're going to be writing about this George W. for a long time. So I think with time, as history passes and with perspective, we really do see the character of the men who have held these positions. And they felt they were doing what was right for the country at the time that they were there. And lastly, you say these are challenging times. Yeah. How do we hold up, not just Democrat, not just Republican, right. but humanity? How do we hold up? Because this is totally different from right. what we've ever seen. This is, and I think that we have to look for the uh, examples that do give us inspiration and that do give us hope. And I think we have seen some of these, even in the tragic um, um, event on the baseball field in July uh, where you know members of one party were targeted for assassination what came out of that we saw a, a glimmer of hope of people really stopping in their tracks on both sides of the aisle and really realizing how much was at risk and that we are humans at the end of the day and I and I think that there's still you know a bit of um, there is a bit of a residual effect of that. People are st still hurting from that incident, and they don't forget it. Um, I think members on both sides don't forget it. And we, you know, we need the courage of people on the Hill to stand up and say that they don't feel good about the direction of the country. People like Bob Corker. You know, people. I know the administration is not happy with him, and maybe some Republicans, you know, aren't, and maybe some Democrats are gloating. But nobody should be gloating. People who are elected officials should be honest about what they think is right, what they think is wrong, and they and it and it really needs to encourage Americans to speak out. And you're friends with the Bushes, and you still yeah. talk to them. Sure. Where are they? Where are their hearts at this time? Well, I think, as you know, you always know, you always knew where their where their hearts were. These are people rooted in in uh, principle, rooted in family, rooted in friendships that they have had throughout their entire life. They they feel, you know, they had their their time. They are private citizens now. They are trying to live uh, their life um, as uh, continuing the work that they did that they felt was impactful in the time that they were in public life through the AIDS uh, relief program, which they're still deeply invested in, helping to empower women, helping the military, people that you know, April, President Bush looks at these wounded warriors, both the visible and invisible wounds, and he knows he's responsible for that. So he's dedicated his life to improving theirs. That's where they're at right now, and that's where they feel um, very grounded. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I just appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to you and really try and put you know, our, our, our politics into perspective right now. Americans are resilient. You know, candidate Trump, President Trump, came into the White House with some old ideas. Tax reform, that, that was one 
of the most important ones that we have wanted for years. We know it's a complicated system. It's not serving anybody. And this gave rise to, to Donald Trump being elected. People, too many Americans were feeling disaffected and paying more and, it, and their lives weren't improving. That was, a, that was a core principle that Republicans could get behind. And it, it, if it's at risk now because of everything else that may be going on around it, that would be unfortunate. And, but those are the kinds of things that we need to be pushing for that Republicans need to be pushing for because that when we lift people up, that's when the country will improve. And that should be their goal. That's what they need to stay focused on. Thanks, Anita. Bold statements from a fellow Republican about this Republican president. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.